Jessica Libor, and I am an artist, educator, and curator. If you're an artist who wants to create an amazing and fulfilling career in life, this podcast is for you. I'll be sharing inspiration that has worked for me and art world insights and tips. My goal for this podcast is to help you feel in control of your art career and empowered to be the best artist that you can be. Hello friends. It has been a little while, but I actually just took two weeks off from coaching to recover. I had actually been feeling burnout symptoms and I had just totally run out of steam. So as you guys know, I typically juggle a lot. So I have my own art practice, painting work and selling through galleries and my own website. And then I also run Era Contemporary, which is an online gallery where in October I launched the new Pre-Raphaelites, which is a really amazing show with some incredible artists, but it was also a lot of work. Oh my gosh, so much work with over 80 pieces and over 40 artists. And then I also coach artists individually and run the Visionary Artist Salon, which is a safe space for artists like you to grow and learn both in personal growth and their art business. And I also run this podcast, write my blog, tutor a few students as well, and teach at a local art center and a college. So it's really a lot. (laughs) And I've really been running full steam ahead since about May with no breaks, and it just really caught up with me. So I know a lot of you guys who are also multi-passionate and do other things in addition to your art as well have likely experienced burnout too. So I would love to hear from you what was it like for you and what did you do to kind of heal from that Um, because it definitely is a healing process. So for me, what it felt like is just that I had been totally emptied, like I had nothing more to give. And I felt like hiding and curling up in bed with a cup of tea and watching Netflix or reading a book and just avoiding all my responsibilities for the day. I felt totally drained and spent like I couldn't keep up with what was being demanded of me. And I felt uninspired and the thought of painting felt like a job and a duty more than a delight. And I felt like I was on a treadmill and all of my energy was just gone. Now, all the things that I am busy with are things that I have created, and these are things that I love to do and I feel privileged to do normally. So it was really sad to me that I felt like I had no more energy to do them. So what I did was I listened to my body and my emotions, and I just took a break for two weeks. So I did do my holiday sale, which went very well. I sold 10 pieces, which I was happy with. But the, that was the only thing that I really did during those two weeks. And honestly, I didn't even know how long this break would last. But after two weeks, I actually feel really full and excited and passionate again about all of my artistic endeavors. Yay! So, um, so I will be diving back into everything this week. But I wanted to share with you some of the things I did and experienced and was thinking about to really heal my spirit during this time because I really want this to be helpful for you if you find yourself in a slump or are feeling unmotivated. So first, I spent a lot of time in nature. So I took a lot of walks. I went a lot of 
went on a lot of runs and I just slowed down and I noticed all of the beauty of the changing seasons. So whenever I go on a run, it reminds me that I'm just a small part of this vast world and how small my problems are compared to the vast scheme of the world. And I came home really grateful for just like my eyes to see the beauty of the woods and my ears to hear the beautiful bird song and the water rushing by and also my health just generally and ability to move my body and to run. I typically have a routine of working out about five or six days a week and I alternate between running and cardio and strength training and weight training. But for these two weeks, I did a really gentle approach, just mostly running, walking, and stretching. And I felt like my body and my mind just needed time to heal. Because with weight training, like sometimes I get really sore and it just kind of affects my energy. So I just took some time off of weight training and I did feel like it made a difference. I also made it a point to go to bed earlier. So I'm typically a night owl, often painting until 11 or 12 at night, but I tried to make it a priority to get to bed ideally before 11 p.m. And now I'm bumping that up and really trying for 10 p.m. But the thing is, when you go to bed earlier, you actually wake up earlier. And if you follow the lightness or darkness of the sun, your health actually really improves they've done these studies. So it's called the circadian circadian rhythm in your body. When we are more aligned with the sun by rising when it rises and going to bed, you know, after it sets, right after it sets, then your body gets more energy and your immune system improves. Your mood improves. You become more calm And you're just generally in better health and able to think more clearly and also like just have more energy and get more done. So now that's kind of difficult to do this kind of time of year because the sun sets at like 5 p.m. But trying overall just going to bed earlier has definitely helped restore my burnout. The other thing I did was take a break from making my art. I was feeling so demotivated I actually needed to sit and recalibrate what I was doing with my efforts. I felt a desire to do something different in my art and wanted to be more intentional. I asked questions like, why was I making this painting? Where did I see it going ultimately? What did I want people to take from it? How do I want them to be inspired? What is the meaning behind it? What is my intention? So, um, that was really helpful just to ask myself what I was actually do doing with this art that I was making, spending my time, you know, with so much. Um, so yeah, I felt like I was falling into the trap of making pretty things because I can and not truly stretching to my fullest height of what I could go beyond and do. Um, a meaning A meaning for your art beyond the ego of showing the world what I was able to do. So when you go beyond the ego of just like showing people I'm good at painting and go beyond that, it's like, okay, so what are you going to do with that? You're good at painting. So what are you going to say with that? What are you going to communicate? What is that all about? So how are you going to inspire people with this? It has to be about more than making a painting to show off or to sell, or you're just making a commodity, which is like home decor, you know? 
So I think true art has the intention of something greater and has the spirit of the artist imbued into it so that the piece really transcends the materials and it becomes something with a spiritual value to it. So what I did was identify a few of the artists that I really admired and looked at what they were doing. And then I actually signed up for a course, um, something I can do on my own pace to just to brush up on my skills, my technical skills. Now I miss being challenged like I was in classes in art school and I, I do miss the community as well. And even watching a few virtual how-to classes helped to inspire and revitalize my practice. And by taking inspiration from people who really put a lot of meaning into their art practice, it helped me remember how meaningful art can be. I also went to an art museum. So I had been wanting to go to the Delaware Museum of Art for a long time because they have the largest collection of Pre-Raphaelite art on the East Coast, as well as a huge collection of some of the classic illustrators of the 40s and 50s. So one day, a friend and I went to go take a look, and it was really inspiring, one of the best things I did to get my mojo back. And the Pre-Raphaelite collection was breathtaking. There was one piece in particular, it's called Veronica Veronese by Dante Gabriel Rossetti that was particularly inspiring to me. It was just such a masterpiece in every way. I just stared at it for like 10 minutes. <laughs> it was just so luscious from the way he portrayed the green velvet on her dress to her glowing complexion, to the beautiful details in the birdcage, the textures on her flowers and the violin. If you haven't seen this piece, definitely look it up. Again, it's called Veronica Veronese by Dante Gabriel Rossetti. It looks better in person than anything on the internet, though, because I've seen this piece a ton of times, you know, over the internet, and it's just stunning in person. And it just made me excited to put that same amount of love and richness into my pieces again. It also kind of solidified for me that I would really like my artwork to end up in museums or truly cherished in private collections that will be handed down for generations. So that is my new goal very intentionally. Yes, selling art is still great and I love all my collectors, but my new aim is to be collected by museums so the more people can see my work and so it is protected and cherished. Now, I think that means the kind of work I make will actually change this year. I envision it being more sweeping and intentional, rich and thoughtful. And it means to be collected by a museum, I will have to make museum quality work. And that is a challenge that really excites me. So the other thing I've begun to do, and I'm still in the process of doing, is kind of clearing the decks of what is important to me in all aspects of my life. Now this encompasses social media, my physical possessions, my art inventory, what I listen to and watch, and even my diet. So part of what I believe caused this burnout was an overscheduling of my life. For instance, during one day, I had on my schedule, write a blog post, record a podcast, paint for two hours, set up a college class, um, upload things to social media, get to zero inbox on my emails, exercise, and meet up with a friend. Okay, well, that's a lot. <laughs> and that's a lot of production. And if you're really trying to fit all that in in a day, honestly, 
you will be more worried about crossing things off the list than actually being present and giving your all in each of these situations. It was just a lot of constant production, and after a while, I felt like I was just going through the motions with nothing to actually say. It was just too much production and not enough processing and actually living. So that was the first thing. I'm going to cut down on my production of content to something more sustainable so that when I do release, for instance, a podcast episode or a blog post or create a painting, it's really amazing and inspiring and intentional and is made with my full heart and spirit. I'm not going to do things just to do things, you know. So clearing the decks also became something that bled into my social media habit. So I realized I had become caught up in the comparison trap, which at the end of the day is exhausting. It makes you feel like you are in a competition with other people, like who makes the best art, who has the best pictures, who has the most followers. And there is always someone out there who has more or you perceive is better. So I just took a break for a while. I just didn't post. I didn't even log into Instagram. I just totally opted out of the comparison. And I discovered my real life again, which is when you are free from the influences of others, which is why they call them influencers. (laughs) So I listened to the book Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport, which I highly recommend, about the effects of social media and even email on the brain and how to put boundaries around your use of these things and make them extremely intentional. Because the people who designed these things, like social media and even email, they designed them so that you will spend more and more time on them. They designed them so that you will spend more and more time on their product. And they made it that way, they designed it that way to suck you in. So you have to like be aware of that and just use it for your own intentions instead. So that's a new mindset I have, is to really just use it to connect with individuals in a meaningful way, instead of trying to grow in a very broad way, which ends up feeling pretty impersonal. So my goal is connection and inspiration when using these tools. So clearing the decks also made me think about my physical possessions. Now artists make things for a living, So it ends up that we collect a lot of objects, and a lot of these are art objects, art supplies, past paintings, things to paint, books, etc. These are all good things, but they end up taking up a lot of space, and they may be subconsciously holding you back. So if you are storing a bunch of old work, for instance, it might subconsciously be holding you back from creating new work, which you need to do to grow. So how can you sell, gift, or donate, or store the old work? Or if you just have a lot of things, it may be holding you back if you want to, for instance, move somewhere new. Honestly, this is a whole other topic that deserves its own episode, but think about the things that you are holding onto and how you can lighten your load. I wouldn't say that I am a minimalist yet, but I do think a lot about the concepts of minimalism. I think they're quite valuable. And I like the idea that minimalism aspires to be something that helps you to live more intentionally the values you hold by letting go of anything that does not serve that purpose. So it's basically just getting rid of distractions. So I went through a process of getting rid of many things this week. 
like broken or damaged frames, dried up old paint tubes, expired food, old makeup and personal care products, or decorations I was just ready to let go of. And I tried to donate as much of these things as I could, but unfortunately some of them just needed to be tossed. And during this time, my sister also told me about this app for makeup. Ladies, you might be interested. It's called Think Dirty. And you can scan your personal care and makeup items and see what ingredients are in them and how harmful they are to you. Okay, well, I went kind of crazy and I was kind of horrified what's in the makeup and personal care products that I put on my body. And it's awful to think of the poisons that are hiding in a lot of your personal care items. So I just threw out so much makeup and hair care. And the ones that I ended up keeping were from just a few organic and natural companies that I just recently began using, like 100% Pure, Ilia, and RMS Beauty. So all of this clearing the decks made me think about trash as I was making a lot of it by getting rid of so much toxic stuff. And I discovered Lauren Singer, who some of you might know as the girl who kept all her trash for the year in a mason jar. So I watched one of her talks and became seriously inspired. Everything she said made sense. And honestly, I never heard too much about the whole zero waste lifestyle before. It just seemed impossible to me. But I went down the rabbit hole and discovered this whole magical world of living sustainably that seems so attractive to me. So I'm going to be moving in that direction as much as I can. So I started composting for the first time in my life. I ordered a few cotton grocery bags and a few other things that I usually buy disposable but will now just be using that one thing over and over again. I'm really excited and it feels very meaningful to me and I'm super excited to continue this journey and discover how, you know, to be more sustainable and natural in my art practice. So I will be sharing more as I discover more and find out how to do this. <laughs> So I also cleared the decks in, regard, in, in regards to my diet. So I stopped eating meat, processed foods, and got a filter for my water. And I started juicing. So carrots, celery, apples, eating veggies and organic foods. So I try to do at least 16 ounces of fresh juice daily that I juice. And it feels really good. And I just feel so much lighter inside. And for you ladies, I also noticed a significant decrease in symptoms around that time of the month, so I know something good is happening in my body. The other thing I realized is that my one-on-one -on -one artist clients that I coach, I'm teaching a lot of them the same concepts again and again, and I realized that I could pre-record my teachings in a really beautiful way and make my coaching into a self-paced course that would allow me more space in my life to rest and create while making it easier and more affordable for my clients. So that is what my big project will be for December. I'm working on turning my 12-week intensive signature coaching course for artists, which is called the Artist Soul Mastery Academy, into a fully self-paced, beautifully rich course that you can do at your own pace. Um, and it will cover like business practices, how to grow your, you know, art career in that way. Um, also, all the other stuff about, you know, cleansing, limiting beliefs from yourself, you know, opening up to more creativity. So it will be more affordable than individual coaching, but with all of the same rich content and personal workbooks. And my goal is to launch that in 
January. So the last thing I did that made a big difference was making a list of my values and thinking of ways that I can actually live my values in my everyday life and not just in the abstract. So a few of my values are creativity, intentionality, simplicity, beauty, truth, giving, conscious consumption, um, tranquility, cleanliness, self-respect, honoring others' integrity, focus, love, clarity, gentleness, adventure, freedom, health, organization, connection, privacy, spirituality, authenticity, nature, and kindness. Then I was thinking of ways that I could live by these values. How can my life be a reflection of these things in every decision that I make instead of just reacting to things that life throws at me? So my values won't be your values, but I hope they inspire you to think of what is important to you and how you can structure your life so your values become paramount. So that is what I've been up to, my friends. A lot of internal restructuring and healing has been going on, but I wanted to share with you in the hope that it all inspires you. To recap, if you are feeling burnt out, that usually means you are putting more energy out than you have in reserve. So to heal your burnout, especially with art, what worked for me is taking some time out of social media, detoxing my house from unnecessary things and chemicals, detoxing my diet from anything unhealthy, um, moving towards juicing fruits and veggies, listening to inspiring audiobooks and podcasts, taking time to move in nature every day, uh, restricting my production schedule so that I don't produce as frequently, but that I produce more meaningfully, getting clear on my values, taking a break from my art, filling up with inspiration by taking a gentle course, getting inspired by a trip to the art museum, getting rid of physical stuff that doesn't serve who you are now, and getting more sleep. So your mind can only handle so much, and by placing boundaries around your time, energy, and personal space, you can regain that sense of peace and well-being within your life, meaning in your art, and excitement about your art career, and what you are contributing to the world. So I hope this helped you guys. Now, I'm actually taking December off from any new one-on-one artist coaching clients as I am putting together the signature course for January. So if you would like to be on the wait list for that, just send me an email at jlebor at jessicalebor.com or shoot me a DM on Instagram. So I'd love to connect or even just hear your thoughts about this episode. And I know a lot of artists suffer from burnout, so we definitely need to talk about it more. In the meantime, my holiday art collection is up and there is a lot of inventory available. So if you're curious, you can take a look. My website is jessicalebor.com. And if you're interested in my seven-week course, which is already um, already filmed and self-paced, it's called Discovering Your Artistic Voice. Now, this is not my signature course. This is a smaller course, so it's, it's more bite-sized. This is live and available to you right now at the visionaryartistsalon.com. The link is in the show notes. And this is for the artist who is really wanting to find that signature style in their work. And I help you discover that in this course, which is fully online and self-paced. 
and I just want to read a testimonial from someone who took Discovering Your Artistic Voice this month. So this artist said, best teacher ever. I felt more motivated and confident to start making art on a consistent basis. A lot of that has to do with your approach because it's not in the least intimidating. I really didn't feel like I would have done well in art school and even though I loved making art as a child. So your style feels like it's one-on-one, like you're talking to me personally. That really helps a lot. Plus, you're not just giving information about making art, but rather giving me the tools I need to develop my own style. So from a self-confidence standpoint, that really helps. So that was so fulfilling to hear. That was such an awesome message to get. And a bunch of you actually messaged me during this time I've been taking off and were super encouraging about the courses and materials I've been putting out and how much they mean to you and make a difference in your life. So that just really means a lot to know that this information is landing with you and making an impact. And I just really want to help you guys and make a difference. So thank you guys for letting me serve you in this way. So that is all I have for you guys this week. And I hope you have a wonderful week and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed listening, it would mean so much to me if you would give it a five-star rating. In fact, if you screenshot your rating and send it to me on Instagram at Visionary Artist Salon or at Jessica Libor Studio, I will give you a shout out as a thank you. I also wanted to let you know that I've created a gift for you from my heart that I'm so excited to share with you. It is a free guide called 30 Days to 3K, the definitive guide to authentically increase your art sales. In this 15-page guide, I share how I've created amazing results in selling my art online while retaining the worth of my art and feeling authentic. I'm sharing the process that has worked to get the results for me. All you have to do to get it is go to my coaching website, www.thevisionaryartistsalon.com and enter your email and it'll be delivered right to your inbox. I hope it brings you so much value and let me know how it works for you. Thanks again for listening and I will talk to you soon. Remember that you are already worthy and everything you make is an expression of your unique spirit. Now go forth and create.